Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. And we're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here, coming to you from the Coyote Fitness Podcast mobile studios in Madison. Today, I'm here with Caleb, and we are going to talk about... It's good that we're in the mobile studios. Slumming th- it over this, here this in is, Madison. This is right on, the, right on, on, on brand for the, the topic of the day. Uh, we are going to talk about how to continue your fitness and health routine during the busiest parts of life. This is something that is really hitting home for both both of us right now. As you listeners are aware, if you've been listening for a while, that we both have had kids in the last month, month and a half, two months, something uh, like two that. Months. Two months, yeah. And so, uh, it, you know, life gets crazy when that happens. And so we, we want to kind of go in, into detail on how we are navigating that with our own health and fitness and, um, you know, kind of how we can uh, – help other people during whether it's having kids or work gets crazy or whatever um, because we do know that just giving it up completely is probably the worst decision you can make it's this really is the first thing i walked in the door over in madison two guys uh they said i can't wait to hear what you have to say about food now that you have a kid and uh i was like you know they were joking about it but it really is it's something that's relatable for us to speak to and that um you know for most of our careers we've worked with people who are life stages ahead of us potentially and so for us to be able to speak to this is probably going to be a little late for people who are like yeah you could have told me this 15 years ago I wish you were around and we do so for for anybody at any stage whether you're going into you're in high school and it's high school sports um, if it's having kids if it's kids who are extra busy now if it's you know a career all these different aspects of life pull and tug and fitness in our community is the first thing to go because for in my opinion because I think it's still seen as a hobby for a lot of people they still look at our members and all of you listeners and they see that is like you just go extra and what we found and what we know is that what it is is this is a baseline for the way that our quality of life is improved and so it's so important that we hold on to this not as a hobby but we hold on to it as the thing that is going to make you more purposeful in all the other things that are more important than your workout score and so for us it's a it's a chance to really like speak to the present right now and you just get to translate that whatever it means for you and whatever your busy season looks like that's 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 exactly on point and what i think about when i think about this topic specifically is number one the importance of understanding what season of life you are in currently uh because it can be something where you join the gym, you're making progress, you're getting used to, you know, making gains or whatever, and then something happens, you get a new job, you move, or something along those lines, and then you're like, well, I can't do what I was doing, so what's the point? I'm just going to stop. And what you get with the perspective of time and years of doing this is realizing that there are different seasons of life where you're going to be able to, at some points, really dial in and go to the gym all the time and get everything uh, dialed in and really try to make progress and there's gonna be other times of of your life when 
you're just trying to maintain you best you can. But if you are in the super busy, crazy season of life and you're still trying to train the same way you were when you had a bunch of free time and little to no stress on your plate, you're going to set yourself up for failure and burnout and frustration and possibly injury. And so the first step in all this is understanding that life is long. First off, <laughs> you know, the average life expectancy is, you know, over 70 years and taking the long view of, of your health and fitness, number one, and number two, thinking that there are going to be seasons of my life, which could be years where I'm just going to maintain the best that I can and not hold on to what I could do in other seasons of life when I had a lot of time. And so that's the first step for me is understanding that you, you in the long term, you have to look at your health and fitness regime and regiment, not regime, regiment. <laughs> We're the health and fitness regime, we are the right? Regime, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, look at your regiment and figure out where you're at. And you have to be honest with yourself. And a lot of times, maybe that should just come with a conversation with a coach. And uh, because we've seen lots of different people in lots of different stages and um, be honest with yourself where you're at. And if you're in the season where, man, I have a lot of time, I'm going to make a lot of progress. I'm going to devote everything to it. That's awesome. Go all in you know, spend two hours plus at the gym. But if you're at the season where, man, if I make it to three days a week, I'm doing good. There's also needs to be a strategy for that too. It's more, I think what we want to make sure and prevent is the in-between where you expect something different than what's possible because that only leads to frustration. It's like when you try to go two directions at the same time, you end up standing still. And instead of just committing to the way life is for a season and having that, like you said, that long-term perspective is what gives you peace during that time. And what we're here to say is one, we want to help you make sure that you understand that you're not going to buy, buy some of the strategies and things that we're going to talk about. It's not that we're giving anything up. It's that we're trying to minimize losses and also recognize that we're not losing as much as you think. Most people think that when they get into that busy season, it almost freaks them out a little bit because and they, they end up going all out because they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to hold on to this. And I'm losing everything. I'm losing my fitness. I'm gaining weight. I'm doing all these things. And so they almost give up and make it even worse because of that mindset. And so what we're trying to say is like, if we just manage expectations on the front end, what you'll find is that it's okay to accept quote unquote losses um, because no one can be peak forever. And that's not the point. The point is that there's a long trajectory. And for a lot of us, one of the points is that more times than not, life is going to be busy. And so learning how to have that slow trajectory towards health, even if it means just being in a stage where you try to maintain where you're at, or you try to just survive um, and not give up completely. Yeah. So um, the first step, determine where you're at. Realize that, play the long game. There's going to be seasons when I can make a lot of progress. And also realize, too, that those that time that you made a lot of progress and set a bunch of PRs and got super fit is not wasted if you have to um, step back for a while. It is a buffer between you and being out of shape and sick uh, because you're creating such a big positive difference from the median that you can afford to fall back some and still be extremely fit and extremely healthy compared to to the rest of the world so don't realize that all that was not wasted if you're not able to maintain it for forever it's creating a huge buffer that that gives you a lot more wiggle room when things things get do do get busy so let's talk about um you're listening to this and and you are like i know i'm in the season of life where things are crazy i'm not getting a ton of sleep whether you you know like us you just had a, a kid or like other people maybe you just started a new job maybe you're traveling a lot for work 
maybe you just moved, you're trying to get back in a routine or your kids have a lot going on or um, it's a really busy season of work. Um, there's a lot of different things that can happen. So let's say you're listening to it and you are in that, you determine you are in that season. I need to maintain the best I can. What would be the first step you would, you would take Caleb in that instance? Or uh, maybe what's the first step you took? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's the, I just kind of spoke to it, but it's just the mental, the attitude of accepting where you are and owning it. And like I said, not being caught in between because it's really easy to be, get super down when you walk into the gym for the first time and maybe taking three days off in a row or not being able to get to the gym for two or three days. And you're like, you know, oh my gosh, like I'm, this feels terrible. It feels so bad. And so for me, it was that acceptance of what is this? That was the first step was understanding where I'm at and acknowledging it so that when I did go into the gym, I was able to enjoy being there for what it was as opposed to that um, trying to be at a standard that's just physically impossible to be at. And so it was just the mental realization of, all right, this is going to be this is going to be hard for a little while. You know, at the time when exercise, sometimes you're in that rhythm, you're eating good, you know, you're sleeping good, you're at the gym consistently, you start to get momentum and then you have three or four days or for us, we were at the hospital and, you know, it was five days before I worked out. Well, I didn't walk into the gym with that expectation. I walked into the gym saying, I can't wait to see people. I can't wait to move a little bit. I know that I know that I'm going to feel better when I leave here. And so just not being torn between those two is the most important step because that's going to govern your whole attitude as you engage through the busy season. Mm -hmm. So not walking into the gym after not being there and feeling like you got to just tell everybody like, man, it's the first time I've been in here in three or four days, or this is going to be awful or having that negativity, but saying, you know, this is the first time I've been in here in a little while. I get to come in and yeah. move. I'm so I'm excited looking to be forward back. to it. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to be back. I'm going to so feel so much better. After just this. reframing that from here's what I've lost to, oh, I'm finally getting to do this thing Definitely. that gives quality to my life. Yeah, for sure. So, so for Mindset's me, Mindset's the first yeah. thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm the same way for me. Mindset is, is the first step. And for me, it was adjusting my minimums that I was going to try to do every week from six days a week of training to four days a week and trying to make sure I get four days a week. And then really bumping back on the, the weight that I do and the intensity uh, depending on the day to day and, and really just changing the focus from, you know, am I going to do the competition version of the track today, uh, track today to, um, making sure that I get a workout in and however I feel on that day determines what weight I'm going to use. And I, I'm, I, uh, made a mistake a couple weeks in and, you know, not getting a ton of sleep. And I start, we start doing some heavy front squats and I get with a couple of guys. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm lifting a lot heavier than, than I, uh, than I planned on. And this is, this is kind of funny because it was the week that, uh, my sister Meredith had planned her gender reveal and we had been planning on doing a, a workout for it, my brother and I, and we were going to, you know, do some thrusters and stuff. Well, I'm getting up off the toilet Saturday morning and all of a sudden my hamstring grabs at me and I'm like limping around the house <laughs> and I, sh and I'm like, on oh, all of all the days that this happened, it's the day that I'm supposed to be doing this workout for this gender reveal. And so uh, I show up to the gym that day and I tell my brother, I'm like, oh, we can't do any squats today because I can't <laughs> squat. We're going to have to adjust the workout. So we changed some of the movements to, to not do any squat. And then he pushed me in the workout. And then as I was catching myself, it grabbed at me again. So I'm kind of hobbling through the workout. Uh, <laughs> and so that was a big op opener for me. Uh, 
all this is because I went a little too heavy on the squats a couple of days ago and I'm not getting enough sleep to be able to recover from it. And I felt it and uh, on Saturday and it, and it affected me and, and I know what to do when that happens. I did a ton of soft tissue work that weekend and uh, on Monday it was completely fine, but that was just a good reminder. You know what? Step back, check your ego at the door. Even when you get caught up with some friends and you're trying to lift heavy, it was fun doing it, but I paid the price for it afterwards. I, 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 I knew I shouldn't have done that. And I did anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, I need to focus on um, stepping back and making sure, number one, I am showing up and getting my workouts in. Four days a week for me is, is kind of what I'm shooting for right now. Number two, not looking at this and say, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. I would love to do this workout. Like today, for instance. Today, uh, the workout is intervals and it has 155 pound clean and jerks. And on normally I would be chomping at the bit to get at this workout. Cause it's one that I really enjoy doing. But, and even this morning I was like, man, maybe I'll do 155. And I was like, mm -mm. I can't do it. I, I mean, I'm just not sleeping enough to be able to do that. It's going to, it's going to, uh, really wear me down and I need to, to drop the weight and go down some. So it is being honest with myself on where I'm at and being okay with doing a lighter weight in the workout because I know, and also taking the foot off the gas some in the workout too, not killing myself because I just I know that the more I do, the more I'm gonna have to recover from, and I don't have a, have a much to devote to recovery right now. And so uh, taking a step back, cha changing the focus to um, getting the workout in um, four days a week, and taking the foot off the gas so I can uh, recover from what I'm doing. This is a note that I thought of it for me when you said that because you you can make a plan. But every once in a while, there's this like surge of adrenaline or positivity around it where you're just like, nah, I'm going for it. I can do it, you know? And it's like, it could be, it could be a trigger, like a song or somebody in the gym. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, you could have full intent of coming in and taking it easy and doing what you need to do. And then your best friend is, shows up at the gym or someone that you know shows up at the gym and all of a sudden you just bail on the plan that you had coming into the day. So that's another thought is being confident with what you decide because you can decide that at home and then you get to the gym and the music's loud and the environment's fun and you start getting a little bit more energy and amped up but that doesn't last for very long like you said it can you know you can load the bar and in the warm-up feel great and then a couple minutes into the workout you completely regret and you end up hurting yourself or or just pushing too much and so that's the downside of one of the major benefits of being in a group is sometimes it also can carry you into something that may not be the best decision for you and may not be the best decision 30 minutes after the workout when you get home. So being confident with what you decide, um, if you are gonna listen to your body, then also just being aware of your body and being aware of some of those factors that may temporarily uh, more or less trick you into, into doing a little bit more than you planned when you came into the gym. Awareness of your body is something that um, is so incredibly important for the longevity and it takes a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of uh, reps and this is something we were talking with all our coaches about uh yesterday in our in our weekly coaches meeting is uh how to help our members be able to be a little bit more in tune with their body and and understand what it's saying and um it just takes time it takes time of doing workouts and understand how your body feels uh how your body is recovering um to be able to make the decisions on whether you uh, want to push the intensity on the day or whether you want to uh really really back off and so being starting to really pay attention to how am I feeling today? What was my sleep like last night, the night before? What's my stress, stress level like? How much have I eaten today? 
as people start to ask themselves those questions more frequently, they can really start to make a little bit better decision on what they should do inside the gym on a day-to-day basis, whether um, their body feels right to really go hard or whether they need to to take a step back. And so being able to understand and feel your body, be aware of what's going on with your body is something that's crucial for long-term health and fitness. And it's something that takes time and it takes a concerted effort to really start paying attention to how you feel day to day. There's so much value in coming to the gym for the hour. All the things, you know, as coaches, we're very aware of because every minute's planned. And so we, we know that we're intentional behind every minute, but oftentimes the big priority for people that come into the gym is the, the intensity of the workout itself the the workout of the day what is my score that part gets gets a lot of the focus and for people who are going through seasons of life that are busier where there's more stress less time to pay attention to nutrition maybe a little bit less time in the gym less sleep it becomes really important to understand that the intensity piece although incredibly valuable and you know the magic of what we what we prescribe to people is also not mandatory for you to have a successful day in the gym and so what we mean by that is you can come in the gym and the time that you spend on the lacrosse ball or the foam roller for you know five six minutes could be really valuable for the day that you spent sitting in the car and then you go through the warm-up and it's a lot of body weight movements with bands and that can be incredibly important for you just getting a stretch but also building some of that those stabilizing muscles you know the warm-up that you get into the workout the strength work that you did all of those things are going to play a role and so if you get to the last part of the class the last 20 minutes and there's a 10 minute workout if you go 80 percent or 70 percent you're going to feel amazing you're going to recover great you're going to be standing after the workout and you're going to leave the gym with a cumulative effect of um, a really successful hour and just because you didn't push and, and maybe finish those last 10 reps that you could have, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you lost the whole workout. And I think that's where the focus gets put. And so we put 90% of our emphasis on what my, you know, how intense was I relative to other people. And instead, you know, we could say that's probably 10%. The other 90% is what you gained from coming in the gym. And then you got to the workout and you, you know, you dialed it back 20%. And um, what we tell people is like, that's a huge win. And you still succeeded in your fitness. And you're going to achieve most, if not every single goal you came into the gym to achieve for the long term and for the for uh, the rest of your life by coming in and doing that. And what? so I was just going to say, so for yeah. me, that's, uh, you know, that's something that I am 100% confident in that when I'm in those times, I can give 80% and I know that I'm not giving back all my fitness. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not losing progress. I'm still going to be almost exactly where I would have been, but without that pressure. Right. Yeah, that's really good. So you touched on a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition in this in this period of life and this is one thing that I'm just kind of intuitively um, dialing in more and more is my nutrition because you don't have near as much leeway with your diet when you aren't training as much and when you aren't sleeping as much. And so you start to feel worse if your diet doesn't improve. And so what I've noticed myself is number one, I'm not eating as much as I was. And number two, I'm wanting and naturally wanting to eat cleaner and healthier food because I just feel better. And you start to feel um, really bad when you can't um, counteract bad food with like eating, going out to eat on Saturday night 
Um, if you're not, if you hadn't worked out a ton during the week, then you're just going to feel terrible. Uh, whereas if you've been eating, if you've been working out a lot during the week and eating clean during the week and you go out to eat and eat bad Saturday night, you, you really, really feel fine. Um, but you, you have to, for me, I have to start thinking about, all right, I haven't worked out a ton this week. Um, I need to dial back the, the calories, number one, and really make sure I'm getting enough protein. And then also making sure I'm getting a lot of micronutrients and vitamins and minerals. And I've really been trying to make sure I'm uh, doubling down and making sure I'm hitting my multivitamins every single day, making sure I'm hitting my uh, krill oil every single day, making sure I'm getting my greens powder every day, all the stuff I know that's going to help my, with my health. Because if I don't, I start feeling bad because I'm not sleeping as much as I need to and I'm not working out as, as much as I was before. And so uh, nutrition starts to become even more important than it already was because if I don't dial my nutrition in when I'm when everything else in dial in that's a slippery slope and you just start I start feeling sluggish I have brain fog I don't have energy I'm not sleeping as good and I just don't feel good. A lot of times when people lose that lose sleep they start to you just kind of lose motivation and so it can be really hard to eat because you know it's easy to go to the gym with your friends and work out and have a good time. It's really hard to it's really hard to stay disciplined with your eating when you're not at the gym. Not only because that's another hour and a half that you have sitting at home or you know on the road, uh, out and about where there's opportunities to eat, but also that's just how our body's wired. When we're when we're when we're more tired, when we're more fatigued, and most of these stages of life we're talking about and these these times in life come with less sleep. Typically, that's that's what comes with the territory. Um, it's really hard to focus on eating. It's really hard to be motivated to eat well. And so, like you said, there's going to be almost an overemphasis on we're going to trade that like that intensity, that performance track for adding a little bit of extra intentionality into our eating. And that can almost net us out back where we mm -hmm, would have been, right. you know. And so it's it's the hardest thing, but it's the most beneficial thing to eat good when you know you're not at the gym because you don't feel the reward. You know, you don't see the, you don't see the protein going to work. You don't feel that. I don't feel strong. I feel weak when I'm in the gym. I don't want to, you know, and then I turn around, I'm not motivated to eat well. So by focusing on that, that nutrition piece, and like you said, learning your body the way you do in the gym, learning your body outside of the gym, there's some things that are a part of my daily routine that I cut out when I'm not exercising. If I'm not at the gym three days in a row, I don't get to eat, you know, there's, there's not as much rice on my plate at the end of the day. And so that is one thing that um, it takes some time. It yeah. can take years to do. But once you develop, like we're talking about, once you build up that resilience to these stages of life, when you go into them, it's not going to have that big a deal. Last Yesterday I was talking with one of, our, one of my nutrition clients. We were out walking after the workout, doing a kind of a cool down walk. And the analogy I gave her was, you know, if you if you have a solo cup and filled with water and you put a drop of dye in it, it's gonna change the color of the entire cup. But if you have a if you have a 50 gallon drum and it's filled with water and you put a couple drops of dye in it, it's not gonna change the color at all. You're not even gonna tell. And so for her, it was going through and realizing that you know whether getting called to the grandkids and having a week that's completely thrown off. Well, if you've stacked up. 30 weeks out of the year where you were dialed in when you do have those um, those crazy weeks or those crazy times at work or travel it it really has less of an effect mm -hmm. and so I think that the longer you can like you said have that where we started that long-term mindset you start stacking up the water 
in the size of the drum, then those little food coloring drops of times that yeah. get crazy, they don't they don't have an effect. You can't see it. Yeah, that's really that man. That's that's spot on. So let's just kind of uh, give a brief summary and overview of kind of what we recommend for people when things get busy and also just kind of what we're doing specifically for ours. So number one is when you, when you are in that season of life, when you have a lot of time, you know, take advantage of it because you're building up a huge buffer for the times when you aren't going to be able to train as much. You aren't going to be able to dial in your nutrition as, as well. You're not going to be able to sleep as well. So really, you know, buckle down and make the progress when you can. But don't hold on to that and feel like that's how it's going to be for the rest of life because it's, that's just not the case. Things are going to happen. And so when you do get into those seasons of life when things are super busy, um, the one thing you we highly recommend people don't do is just stop coming because we've seen it happen over and over and over again where people stop coming and then next thing they know they've gotten – really out of shape and they're really dreading coming back and they keep telling themselves they're going to come back, but they just know it's going to be hard getting back in the routine. And then three to six, nine, 12 months goes by. And then finally they walk back in the door um, and they have put on a lot of weight and they feel like they're starting all over. Whereas if they could have just maintained at some of that fitness, you know, maintain that habit, some, some, some of the way they would be able to pick right back up where they left off whenever things slow down. And so when things get busy, um, it's just kind of moving the goalposts and, and changing the focus from performance and making progress and setting PRs to I'm going to make sure I'm getting to the gym four days a week. I'm going to make sure that I'm getting, being a little bit more diligent about my nutrition because I know I'm not going to be able to get the sleep that I need to recover and then maybe take the foot off the gas when you are inside the gym. Maybe go into it with a plan and, and being able to stick with it and, and being able to withstand the the ego that comes up whenever you see a workout that you really want, that you feel like you could hit a home run on. Uh, but understanding that if I go all out on this workout, I'm going to be hurting the next day or for a couple days or it's going to affect me and I'm not going to be able to recover. So being able to take a step back and um, look at, at what you're doing um, through the lens of, I'm just going to make sure I'm getting in um, my workout and make sure I'm dialing in my nutrition a little bit more because I know um, it's going to have a big impact on on that rest of my life because we you and I both know that if we go for an extended period of time without working out it's going to affect our relationships with our wives it's going to uh, affect how we show up with our with our kids it's going to affect how we uh, conduct business and work we're just it's going to have a negative impact on so many other areas of life and that's not a trade we're willing to make so we're going to find a way to get it in whether whether they're uh, whether it's you know 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is, we're going to make sure we get in. What else do you have to, to add before we wrap it up? Um, I, I think you kind of, you summarized it well because, and it's funny because after you do this long enough and uh, people all generally, I think you start to do the same things. We all kind of start to do the same things. We dial it back a little bit with the intensity. We go in with a plan and we stick with the plan and we don't let someone else sway what we know is best for us. When we're not sleeping well, which is, you know, we're in, baby mode now newborn mode like sleep no matter how mentally pumped up i get like sleep you just can't you can't compromise for lack of sleep and so if there's a day where it stacks up multiple days in a row of sleep then it it is a day where sometimes it's like you know what i need to just i need to not exercise at all and so for us working out 6 days a week 6 days a week for years and years and years uh it when you go to five days a week or even go to four days a week, that is a huge change to your body and that can be exactly what you need. 
if you're listening to this and four days a week is your perfect week, it could be three. But like you said, if you start going to two or one day a week, that almost makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're at that top end in terms of fitness capacity, then yeah, going from six days to five days is a huge difference. I took two days off in a row on a weekend and didn't go on Saturday. And it's been eight years. I've gone to the gym every Saturday. Um, and if I'm, if I'm out of town, I'm working out. And through the last eight weeks of having a baby, being at the hospital and being home, Saturday morning is a great time at home. But I... I can push. I'm so much better at work. I'm so much, um, I'm able to focus with people more when I get that extra rest. And so, yeah, going from six to five was huge for me. If you're going from five to four, that could be huge for you. So knowing when to take that time and when to go to the gym and do the sweat track and do the accessory work. That's one thing for the Coyote listeners. The accessory work is a phenomenal way to, um, to be able to manage the, the load of what you're doing and to um, feel better when you leave. And it, it, it eliminates the pressure of, you know, measuring your score or taking that time uh, or taking that, taking the bait, so to speak, that you talked about with the guys. So um, I'm doing the accessory work and um, taking that one extra day if I need it. And then, like you said, just gauging your nutrition you know, not getting to the end of the week and being like, man, I can blow it out on Friday night or on Saturday night because I just worked out five days hard. It's like, I worked out three days. We're just going to, I'm going to eat pretty normal. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink alcohol. I typically don't anyways, but I'm definitely not going to get to the weekend and, and have drinks this weekend. I'm going to do water or do something like that. And, um, maybe a little less starch at dinner. And you start to realize that, you know what, this is just a temporary time and it comes right back for people. That's one thing that I have pretty much, I completely eliminated as alcohol and I haven't had any desire to because I want to be able to, I know I'm going to have to show up and uh, change diapers all night, every night. And I want to be a hundred percent for that. And I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, messing with that at all. So that's something that I just haven't had any desire whatsoever to, to drink during this period. But one thing I'll finish up and that's, that's helped me out mentally in this is having a goal for next year fitness wise my wife and i have talked a lot about this and uh we're planning on training for a high rocks together um and um doing that together and uh so that's something that we are looking forward to training for next year uh last year we you know we trained for the marathon and this year we kind of trained to have twins so next year it's (laughs) we're getting back and um so that's been something that we have to look forward to and that's really helped me go through this season knowing that i know you know, the first 12 weeks are going to be really tough. And then hopefully once they start sleeping through the night, then we can really start, uh, you know, training hard again. And and we have something that we're looking forward to training for. And so that's something too, that, that maybe can help you out. If you um, know you're in that tough season of life is looking ahead to, well, when things are going to slow down three, six months or whatever, I'm going to really start training for this and giving yourself that grace period of, uh, of that with, to look forward to, as opposed to just kind of going through it without not ever looking for the light at the end. You got it. This is perfect because this is where I wanted to end as well as you also have to be realistic about the fact that we watch people do this all the time. They get in one of those stages and they take a two month or a three month stage, maybe six months and they turn it into a year or they turn it into nine months. And so knowing when to snap out of it is also really important and saying snap out of it. It, it could be an undetermined amount of time. For us, I feel like, you know, a lot of sleep is going to be determined by that. But for us, you know, getting out of the newborn stage into um, the, the I don't know what would be next, toddler. You know, you start toddler, moving infant. into like, into baby toddler. Like there's some realistic, um, there's a realistic time frame for, all right, 
now I'm starting to get more sleep. I can't just like, I can't just lull myself into um, getting out of these routines. And so sometimes, like you said, setting a goal is really helpful. So if you know that there's this change at work and you travel for a month, well, when you stop traveling, eventually you do have to get back to what you know is going to be best for you. And, and so that is where I think we're getting into is I need to set a goal yeah. and I need to have something to work for because if not, I'm going to start to let that go from realistic to a little bit lazy and less than what I, I'm capable if of. If you go ahead and put it on the calendar, at least mentally, like, hey, I know the Cody uh, Classic, uh, Winter Classic is coming up at the end of January. That's something that can help me snap out of it or the Cody Classic in the summer or for us, we're looking at doing high rocks next summer. And so we're looking at hopefully at the first of the year, we can train for six months for something uh, together. And um, that'll be something that we, we get to look forward to, to do, but put, kind of putting it on your calendar, either mentally or literally looking at on calendar and saying, uh, this season of, of busyness is going to slow down at this point. And at this point, I'm going to train for X amount of time for this particular event. And it's going to snap me out of it. And I'm going to ask a friend to do it with me. Who's going to hold me accountable is an also a great way to do it. So, um, I thought that was a great discussion. Hopefully you, you, uh, you listeners gleaned a few tips that maybe you can apply to your health and fitness journey from it, but let's move on to the next segment outside the box. So Caleb, what you got for us today? You go first. I'm oh. looking, I'm going to look at my calendar and see what I've done outside the box. <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. So we got, we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Christmas coming up. We got the Coyote, uh, Christmas ball coming up, which I'm really looking forward to, um, People seem to be really excited about it, and it's going to be a, a blast getting everybody together at the end of the year. Um, got some weddings and stuff coming up as well, which is always fun. And um, is this like wedding season ish? Oh Kinda. yeah, it is. The yeah. fall wedding. Fall wedding is 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 heating up. You know, we got fall weddings, we got spring weddings next year. We got a lot of stuff going on. We got babies coming out left and right, which is always really fun to see. And already planning ahead on. Uh, girls softball teams and oh i heard i was hearing meredith all about it <laughs> my mom's already looking for rvs for because meredith's daughter is going to be the same <laughs> age as our daughters and so they're already planning on having a team and all that. so it's gonna be i you know that's just really looking forward to that kind of stuff is uh what we've really been doing and um just uh spending a lot of time with our girls um, watching them grow. My wife's been weighing, weighing them a lot. They've been putting on weight at a good rate, which has been really fun. And seeing their little personalities has been a blast. And we've just been watching some shows and uh, planning for, for to get through the end of the year. And then, like I said, next year, getting making some plans to uh, start training again. I know my wife, Claire, is extremely excited about being able to start working out at the gym again. So as soon as our girls get our shots, she's going to start bringing them up and working out in class and um, letting them uh, start – getting uh getting their feet wet at the gym and she's ready to start working out again so we're really looking forward to that this uh this season is like for me i think and you also I, a lot of this is just like uh listening to our wives like just w desperately want to be back normal again and just having to wait a little bit you know and having to be patient with it so uh it's the same way i get that sarah and I, she's talking all about what she can't wait to do again and especially with regards to fitness getting back because you take so much pride in in that and for for these ladies that go through the entire pregnancy and birth and recovery and postpartum journeys it's different for everybody but it also is so it's so crazy how much your body changes and how their body was made to do something so 
not abnormal, it's normal, but so crazy. Like the amount of change that happens to your body in such a short amount of time. And so going through this, I know for Sarah, it's, it's just a lot of uh, support and like, yep, I can't wait for you to do that either. And putting some things on the calendar and um, just kind of going through that therapy because it is, uh, it is amazing. So all the moms out there, new appreciation for all the ways that you just engage, like engage that whole process and the mindset you have to have to, to be patient as you wait on your body to kind of come back to life and come back to normal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, well, you got anything to recommend? I will, uh, I'll start it off and we talked about this beforehand, but, uh, we watched the TV show on Netflix, all the light you cannot see. And Caleb, you and I were actually in a book club about uh, probably seven or eight years ago. And we this read this, minute, we, yeah. we read this book. Um, so it was, uh, I was really looking forward to seeing the show and I thought it was very well done. I, I really liked the book and then the show was great. Um, it's four part, uh, series on Netflix and, uh, I really enjoyed it. Claire really enjoyed it. Uh, we just, uh, it, it was one of the best shows we've seen this year, I thought. And so um, I would recommend the book. I also recommend the show, All the Light You Cannot See on uh, on Netflix because it was great. Um, I'll, this is risky. Here <laughs> is a, here's a show that I don't recommend from a nutrition standpoint. But um, we did, I think while we were feeding the baby, I think we just turned it on. Um, but I love to travel. I've talked about this a lot and spent a lot of time in a lot of different places in the world. Uh, but there's a, there's a show that we kind of, we started just recently, um, called like live to a hundred life in the blue zones. Here's my thought. And I've heard this. I think the blue zones are a myth. I think a lot of that is, it has nothing to do with their diet or it has a little bit to do with their diet, but I think it has a lot more to do with some of the other factors, um, of lifestyle that goes into, uh, into that. So I'm not going to say watch this from a nutrition standpoint, because we know with some of the, uh, the vegan stuff that Netflix there, it's a TV show. It's for entertainment. If you like travel and if you like cultures, one thing that I loved about this show was that they did talk about the effects of relationships on and food on people's quality of life. And one thing that was amazing to me was watching these, these places where you have these centenarians and people who live to be a hundred. And it was really cool to see people who are in their seventies, eighties and nineties playing sports together, whether even if it's like a little bit of like a shuffleboard type game, but watching people in these, um, in these parts of the world where their culture is so different, but where they live in community and they spend time together. Uh, it's, it's kind of cool to see just cause we kind of get stuck with that expectation that, you know, we're going to turn 70 and then life's going to slow down and we're going to watch, you know, we're going to watch TV and we're just going to go from restaurant to restaurant until the end of the day and go into these places where the expectation is like, no, at 80, I'm going to have a hobby. Like I'm going to be playing guitar with friends and we're going to be singing or we're going to go and play games. We're going to hike. We're still going to be out in the garden when I'm 93 years old. The, I don't think that that's like maybe as uh, prominent as they can make it show on the yeah. show, but there were some places where that was happening. And so even if it's just a handful of people, it was cool to see what it's like to be, to, to be mobile and to be sitting in a squat going through your garden at 93 years old. Like mm -hmm. that is amazing. And so I was kind of inspired whether or not you take any nutrition advice from it. I, I think it'd probably be better not to, but um, there's just a lot of proof that having social relationships with people, having a place where you feel safe, having a diet of real food, and staying moving all the time. One of the things that they correlated was they they did find some studies, and I believe it was it was somewhere in Europe, maybe in France, but they 
talked about the steepness of the cities and how steep the streets were uh, correlated to longevity. And it was just like, they're squatting more. They're having yeah. to walk steeper up steps. Uh, and so they're, they're moving more. More and muscle mass in their legs. Yes. From, yep. And it correlated to that. So there's some good and bad. Don't take it all, but don't, you know, don't skip it. Cause I thought it was a pretty cool show. So live to be a hundred life in the blue zones. Don't change your diet. Too yeah. Much. I think some of the stuff they pick is more correlation than causation, but it's interesting to look at that kind of stuff too. So, all right, well, that's a great episode here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.